0: So it'll be kind of less about like the jokey stuff and getting into this. You know, I I, I mean, I always enjoy our good jokes. Well, all right, here's a good joke for you. So I've got this calendar. I brought this on myself. Okay, you did. I have the calendar, right? This is not my joke. And but when I when I this came up, I was like, oh, that's really bad and not even funny. So uh, the joke is my my friend's bakery burned down last night. Now his business is toast oh and I was like oh my gosh like oh Oh. I want to laugh because it is a bad pun (laughs) but also I know a bakery that burned down and it's not funny and like I just anyway
1: I'm just picturing somebody saying that to their friend (laughs) like I lost everything oh wow yeah I I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't even know how I'm gonna yeah, the insurance will cover part of it, but you know it's gonna take a while before we can get that money. Oh man, I'm so sorry. So what you're saying is,
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah.
1: the worst, the oh, worst.
0: That'd be a that'd be a really bad friend. I would have to, <laughs> I have to reevaluate my friendships.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Ooh. Um, but okay, so we started with the jokes. So there you go. Um, but no, and I seriousness, serious. Like nobody asked there, for
1: that, but okay.
0: I mean, you did actually.
1: No, for sure not. For sure, I would never. <laughs> not yeah. for that
0: yeah. uh, in preparation for this episode the universe aligned and I'm having discussions this week on this particular kind of thing and it's making me think so I've so today we're talking about my political opponent is not my enemy
1: Shh. how we're having conversations on this kind of thing bakeries <laughs> how did uh, you what was your segue uh, just now
0: uh No, that wasn't a segue. I'm not good at segues. I'm okay at them, but that was definitely not one. That was just a complete pivot.
1: Just wanted to make sure because uh, it sounded like maybe you thought these things were connected in there. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. All right. Well, we're back. No, but what is
0: connected to our subject? uh, That was all of your fault, by the way. Um, But what what is connected to our conversation today? My political opponent is not my enemy. Are these conversations that I'm having just this week? And and I think like it feels like everything aligned, but in all reality. We're having these discussions over the last couple of years, maybe even longer than that. And, and I feel like, like in the grand scheme of things, in the, in the the seriousness of it all, we collectively have turned our political opponents into enemies. Yeah. And some of it is, you know, political grandstanding and just, you know, blowhardness from probably multiple sides, but definitely from one person, one, one small (laughs) faction of a party. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we're we're there. So, um, so you want to you want to you want to have some discussion today?
1: And uh, not the enemies? No, no. I'm a little busy today. Hey, Daniel. Uh,
0: thankfully, this is an audio production because <laughs> I have both fingers, middle fingers up. Um, why don't we get started? Uh, sure. Since I've talked this whole time, why don't yeah. you start? Why don't you go sure. ahead and start? Because then I can shut up for a minute.
1: Okay. Um, hey everybody, welcome to My America. My name is Dan Moyle. I
0: am- Wait, wait, I wait. I don't know.
1: Lucky you. Uh, I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my name is Kim. I am one half of this podcast. Um, I am a white, cisgender, heterosexual female living in Los Angeles. Uh, I am super liberal, like um, like a superhero. <laughs>
2: <Where's> <laughs> I don't know. Cape?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, cape seems so cumbersome. Like, that seems like the hardest part about being a superhero is having really, to wear it
0: under your clothes. Really does. Well, and just even over your clothes, like, away. I could get in the way. I just, I don't well, know. I
1: think it's good. You can use it. It's but like, like bulletproof like, and stuff. So you can man. use it to protect. But fireproof. if you're a superhero,
0: aren't you bulletproof? I don't know. Yeah, I but just feel if like... you're
1: saving somebody, you can put your cape over them as well and kind of
0: okay, save them. One scenario, maybe. But I just feel like no. It's I an unnecessary a accessory.
1: I would have a cape.
0: I mean, I guess. I just want to anyway. About
1: it. This is why people tuned in, so that's it's great. True. You're welcome. Talking superheroes. Um, Dan.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm the other half, obviously, and uh, my name is Dan, and I am cisgender, white, hetero male, living in Michigan. Um, centrist, but leaning left right now, but have have grown up leaning pretty significantly right. And uh, yeah, we started this podcast because conversations like this need to happen politically and and you know can show evolution and growth and interest and, and openness uh, to listening. So thanks for being a part of it. Um, this week, I've got a couple things going on where this just feels like it's it's right. One of them is um, I'm in a, in a Facebook discussion, which those always go well. yeah, yeah. Uh, in the comment threads. And this person whom I respect greatly, uh, has stood up against what I was, so I shared this this tweet, this picture of a tweet on Facebook. That is a meta for you, um, so this mm-hmm. wasn't my original thought, but I did say like it, it's past time we listen, isn't it? Because this person, um, a a woman of color, a black woman, said, "I've heard many white folks say where I grew up, we treated everyone equally. We had no concept of race. It's time you had an honest conversation with the black people you grew up with to find out how much of your quote bliss came at the came at the expense of their silence and forced smiles." wow and it, and it made yeah. me think i was like wow okay so yeah like and again like a person of color giving me their experience i need to listen and not argue yeah for sure and even if i don't agree with them or like that's fine but i I need to at least listen to understand mm-hmm. so i shared it and this person whom i respect began to have a conversation uh, in the comments about his experience as a white male in a and he was the only, they were the only white family in this area. And he and his brother got beat up a ton. Um, his brother, by the way, has passed away in the last few years. So like my heart goes out to this guy anyway. Yeah. You know, just cause he's a good guy and, 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 he's, and he's got some loss in his family and he, he serves people like he's just, a, he's just a good dude. And so I don't want to dismiss him and make him my political enemy because he disagrees with what I'm saying. And, and so I didn't do that, but he pushed back and said, you know, I experienced racism too as a white guy. And I'm thinking, okay, dude, no, no, you didn't. You experienced bigotry. And hatred sure. and on all of that is wrong yeah but racism as the system is different and and so so this discussion is being had on my facebook feed and, and i appreciate the discussion i don't hate this guy by any means i hope he doesn't hate me i just believe he's missing the point and he's speaking from a place of privilege which i think that we need to call out mm-hmm. um so that's going on at the same time that i get i get this linkedin message from this connection that's telling me that i just want to like this article that he shared is basically this woe is me, men are attacked. I just want to <laughs> like, and, and, and I look, I went in you and shared I read it
1: with me. And obviously you just shared the screenshots. So I couldn't click on the article, but just the headline was enough to be like, I get it. Yeah. I get this guy's whole deal. I have no need to read this.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, I, I did read it. I went to the article and I read it and I said back to him you know, I'm going to disagree with, with this. Hang on.
1: Will you read the um, headline of the
2: article? Oh yeah,
0: sure. Of course. So the headline of the article is um, uh, NCFM, which is national coalition for men (laughs) member.
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Go on.
0: uh, No, that's go ahead. Uh, Member James Jackson says criminalizing male sexuality. (laughs) Okay. And the whole idea is that male sexuality is becoming illegal. Women are abusing their sexual power and via feminism are setting up all male sexual behavior as potentially criminal. Now, this whole article goes through a bunch of this stuff, and it's just, it it feels like it was written in the 1940s, but it was from 2017. And some of the air quote examples they give, and, and what's funny, by the way, we recorded recently and released, you know, two different podcast episodes about misogyny and sexism and then this comes in my feed th- this week and then we're talking about politi- so anyway it's just interesting um here's some examples men can't compliment women on their appearance now men can't tell sexual jokes anymore sexual jokes cheapen women's sexual power this is not allowed uh cat calling is a no-no because this cheapens women's sexual power uh many things that men considered flirting 40 years ago are now called sexual harassment
1: Yes, correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, a man can't initiate dating a woman from their place of employment without risking losing his job and being sued. I mean, look, relationships at work are probably just generally kind of a bad idea because you work with them, but it's not illegal anyway. Po- power over them is a problem, but sure. I, I digress, yeah. I digress.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> if a man has sex with a woman who has bad, who has had drugs or alcohol, he risks rape charges. And it goes on. And so- yeah. Yeah. So basically my, my point of this reading this from my perspective was like, basically the TLDR version is, uh, us men just can't be misogynist anymore and, and, and keep those pretty little ladies in, in check.
1: What a bummer for men.
0: Right. And so I, so I pushed Thoughts back. And prayers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I pushed back and, and his immediate response was you didn't read the article. Oh dude, you don't <laughs> bull bullshit. I read it. You do you, like, are you, are you kidding me? And, uh, and so anyway, we get into this, this discussion and I'm and I'm like, I, I kind of dismissed him out of hand and I probably shouldn't have, maybe I should be open to having this discussion, especially as a, as a male, I have the discussion with another male to say, dude, look, stop this. Right. I, but I kind of want to just undisconnect disconnect from him,
2: but unfriend, this guy whatever I, it's
0: called.
1: does this guy know you? He's a connect. He's like a two or three. He's that connection. Right.
0: I mean, he's a LinkedIn connection and I have connections to LinkedIn that span the globe, you know, between yeah my real job, my, 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 real jo- my day job, <laughs> my past jobs, my career in general, podcasting, uh, all the, like, I have so many connections that, yeah, I don't know a lot of these folks personally by any means, but
1: yeah. So it just feels like this guy, you don't know him. He doesn't know you. He's not there to have a real conversation because yeah. he, in the article said, or in the back and forth with you said, this is you, Dan, like you do this you're the one that's criminalizing men, I think was my interpretation. Yeah. I guess the other way to interpret it is that you're the one who's, who feels this agrees with the article. Like it was such a weird out of yeah. the context comment, but like he he's not there to have a conversation with you. And right. I, I do think that the conversation is important. I think it's important to have conversations. I don't think we need to have every single conversation right. with something like that when it starts out like that, because- does he want to have a conversation or does he want to drain your energy and isn't your energy best put into something
2: else?
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's a great, that's a great question to ask ourselves. And, I, and I've, in this other group that I'm a member of um, as we are learning to be anti-racism allies, uh, that question comes up a lot. Like who do you have these conversations with? Do you talk to your friends and family who are being blatantly discriminatory, bigoted, racist, whatever, and say to them, gosh, that's really terrible. And they go, no, it's not get over it. And and do you fight with them and try and change their perspective a little bit? Or do you just go, you know what, you be you and I'm going to love you at a distance. Uh, Do you talk to allies? Do You talk to people who are on the fence about it and are open to the discussion. Where do you put your energy? And so that's a great point.
1: I don't know. I mean, I hear you saying like I, I don't want to also dismiss like hearing somebody make a comment that's truly terrible and then just like letting it go because oh yeah no. But I I think when somebody is being combative like in that conversation that the LinkedIn conversation when someone's being combative and right. not even willing to give a centimeter right then you know
0: well that's and, where I'm and, going and
1: you're trying like you're genuinely trying to have the conversation
0: yeah and that's where i'm going with that like the example of racism you know with family or friends is like yeah i'm going to call out something the first time but if they continue to push and tell me that i'm wrong then then do i even want to try and give them energy to that right yeah. like you said do we have to have every discussion probably not and there's a lot of that question going on in this in this work that i'm kind of i guess part of so um anyway it's
1: a really hard question though because even as I hear you say it. I'm like, yeah, but right. I don't know. Like we should be having, you know,
0: yeah. But, don't, you know... don't be
1: afraid to have a hard conversation.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. That's a tricky also one. Rec-
0: recognize when like, is your energy just being sapped because they just want to be right. Yeah. Or is there even a, a hint of maybe we can talk, you know, even if they're going to yeah. fu- push back, like at least like with, like this Facebook comments with my, with my, with my friend uh, Earl, you know, I, I feel like there's still a sliver of like empathy and other things there that we can have this discussion. And at the, at the end of the discussion, we can just kind of go, okay, well, I guess we disagree, but maybe we can still continue to to talk. And that's where I feel like this whole thing about political opponents being enemies, that's where we're really hurting right now. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah, know that I, mean, I can be friends with certain people. On the other hand, you're not my enemy either. So I don't know what to do with that.
1: I mean, You can look at it in the micro and macro census too, because one-on-one conversations, but also looking at where we are in politics and with Congress. And I mean, we're recording this now coming off of two mass shootings. Mm -hmm. And 90% of Americans want background checks, but Congress will not, the Senate will not budge. Actually, both houses will not budge on the Republican side. 90% of their constituents want this, including like 70-something percent of NRA members want this. But they've dug in so hard into, we're not giving Democrats an inch. So they're not, it's just not going to happen. Right.
2: Um, So
1: it's, you know, it's it's dangerous all over. It's dangerous personally, and then it's dangerous as a nation as well.
0: Yeah. And I hear in my life from people who are, know staunch Republican supporters when they talk about democrats it's never just Republicans and Democrats it's Republicans and Democrats like it's a yeah. dirty word. Yeah and like look I can disagree with platforms and with certain sure. things politically without demonizing the people because I believe that every like patriotism looks different for everybody, right? Yeah. And I believe that so many of these people, whether I agree with them or not, have a desire to have a more perfect union.
1: I don't think that that is the case right now.
0: I mean, I think there. I think some of that is not the case. Like, I, I, I think I know where, where where you're where you're thinking, but but I'm looking at it like from my side, where I w- I've lived on the the right side of the, the aisles for so long that the right side looks at the left and goes well, you just want to give away all our money. You just want to do this. You want to do that. You, you want socialism and communism and blah, blah, blah. And you want to take away all my guns and you're you're the enemy.
1: Yeah. That's what we want. We want (laughs) communism. Yeah. That ideally because everybody knows that communism works.
0: Right. You know, uh, but that's like, that's what bothers me about being on the, on the right side of the spectrum right now politically is that I've heard that again and again over the years and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Right? Yeah. Like and as I, you know, dabble on the left side, um <laughs> I don't hear that nearly as much, right? Like I don't hear the vitriol, I don't hear the the hatred with the exception of what, what I think what you were just alluding to, which I'll let you maybe get into, because I want to hear your perspective. Like there are certain things coming from the Republican side that are definitely, this is not good for our country. Yeah. Right. Is that kind of where you were going with that?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's yes. And it's not so much that they're coming up with things. It's that they're putting a stop to things, not because they want to do it. You know, they, they believe it's wrong for the country. And so they're worried, but because they are worried about what the, Coke foundation will pay them and and what NRA will do to them and all that kind of stuff. I think that they're just worried about their own personal political and their own personal paychecks. They don't care. When 90% of your constituents want something, you have to do it. We are a democratic republic, my friend. You are elected to represent us. You're not elected to make your decision and then we all just follow through. You are elected to be our voice. So, and there's a very big difference there. Yeah. When we're saying we want this, you damn well, here's a great example of it, actually. Um, Governor Newsom has, so in California, we voted on the, to get rid of the death penalty. We voted on the idea of getting rid of the death penalty. And um, I, I, firm believer that the death penalty is wrong. I don't think that we should have it. I, of course, voted to abolish the death penalty. As a state, California is not as blue as everybody seems to think it is. Right. So we didn't pass it, it didn't pass. We didn't pass the, uh, the measure to abolish the death penalty. Newsom, with an executive order, abolished the death penalty. I think that what he did is, I think abolishing the death penalty is great. That was a great choice. We voted for him to make decisions for our country or for our state. We're still a state, we haven't left yet. <laughs> um, we voted for him to make decisions for our state. And and so that's what he did. He made a decision and said we shouldn't have the, the death penalty anymore. However, we'd already voted on it. We The state made their voice heard and said, we don't wanna do that. We wanna keep having the death penalty. So he went against what the state wanted. Like you, you were, even though I agreed with you, it was still wrong. Mm -hmm. You should have waited. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Do it now. People are so pissed off at you anyway. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's that kind of stuff where it's like your constituent, you are elected to represent your constituents. And if there's polling on it, if there's already been a vote on it, you know where we stand. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, but then I also go back and forth. Like you are, we did vote. You into office to represent or to, you know, make good decisions for us, but,
0: but not all the decisions, right? Like you, you don't want to give up all your power, right? I mean,
1: no, of course not. That's why we have, you know, we still vote on measures and all that kind
0: of stuff. So, yeah. So how, why that, why are, why are we here? (laughs) I feel like we're back on our first episode here. Yeah. Why Why are we broken? (laughs) Like, like where, you know, I look at, my experience and hearing from and and I look I love my dad but I, I hear his voice right saying not but
1: uh, he doesn't listen anyway here
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> you know I love I love my dad he's a good guy we just we disagree on some things and that's okay. What I do hear is his voice in my head talking over the years about Democrats. Like he he votes Republican and he is proud of it and that's cool. I don't I don't know exactly how he votes on everything but I, I can make assumptions but he votes <laughs> people, it's Republican. <clears throat> and he has said over the years when he talks about Democrats, like he'll say those words that are kind of becoming, you know, red flags for me. Right. And and, and the way he says things and he talks about the Democratic, you know, whether it's the Democratic governor or president or somebody else, um, you know, our senators, and then how he talks about the Republican representatives of those same things and how, you know, he gives them a pass on a lot of stuff. And that's like, wait a minute. Why? Just because they're a member of a party that means yeah. that they're that, like they're they're your f- they speak for you no matter what. And if they of the other party, they're just an and not just an opponent, but like an enemy, almost to, almost to the point where like, I mean, gosh, on January sixth, we got to where we were because people saw a Democratic president as the enemy, quite literally, to our country. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. So why why are we there? Like, what the hell did we do to get to the point where we see? Just because you vote differently than me, you're the enemy, and I need to take it with force where why why
1: well, we have this thing called twenty four hour news yeah, and they need ratings, they need to sell things. It all gets sensationalized yeah. um, you know then before you know it, Nancy Pelosi is getting a haircut in an empty salon, save for one person who turns around and sells that footage of her walking in a three foot span without her mask on with nobody else around and sells it. And suddenly she's a hypocrite and she's locking you inside and she won't let you go outside, but she is doing this. She doesn't care about you. She's a bad person. You have now, to stop her.
0: Now let's, let's sit on that one for a minute. Cause I, I am interested in this one. Just that, <laughs> that's a good example, right? So do you believe that she wasn't wrong?
1: I don't think she was wrong. I think that Newsom having his going to a birthday party at the French Laundry was wrong. Although I also think if you get a reservation at French Laundry, you take a pandemic or not. <laughs> no, I, I think, um, it, 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 I think that there's a big difference. I don't think what she did was wrong. Salons were open at the time. Nobody was around. Somebody turned around and used that footage and like sold it to throw her under the bus, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So that, but that's the difference. Following like, orders. Salons were open then. Yeah. She wasn't doing something that was against state regulations. Correct. So you could have gone and got a haircut as well. Yeah. Okay. Don't, but, don't
1: shame me for not getting a haircut right uh, now. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> no, I just like, because, because they're there again, you know, I don't see every single news story. I don't read everything. I don't look like, I don't, I don't know. I now, heard, if
1: salons weren't open. That would be yeah. different than what she did is wrong.
0: And that's, I guess that's where like people, we, we do forget that we, we don't see everything. We don't read everything. We don't know all the details. Like just because you saw her mm-hmm. doing that doesn't mean that, 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 so that's where I didn't have that information. So I think that's important to be able to ask that question and say, okay, what's the details?
1: It's also like, speaking of no details, this um, Kamala Harris currently, the big scandal is that Kamala Harris, not a member of the military, not in the line of succession, as far as being a commander in chief, well, I guess technically as the vice president, like, you know, but she is not actively, it's not like she's um, vice commander in chief, you know what I right, mean? Right. She is not a military member. She does not need to, and would be weird if she did, salute the military as she walks to and from, you know, a plane or a car or whatever. Mike Pence did it, and it was weird that Mike Pence did it, because same thing, civilian. You Civilians do not salute Presidents didn't salute until uh, Reagan started doing it. and Everyone was like, I don't know. He's pretty tall. I guess we'll follow him. So (laughs) they started doing it. Now presidents do it. It makes sense, I guess, for a president because they are the commander-in-chief. They are not a civilian. They are their boss. (laughs) Fox News, OAN, they all want to make a, a meal out of the fact that Kamala Harris is not saluting the troops. If she were to salute the troops, same thing. They're all going to make a meal about her being a civilian and doing it. Yeah, it, They just are looking for it. And they they've lost all Fox news knows exactly what they're doing. When they say that Kamala Harris isn't saluting, they know that it would be weird if she did. They know it was weird when Mike Pence did it. It was weird when he called his wife, mother, it was all weird.
0: Well, yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's, but he's nobody. <laughs> problem. He's problematic for me too. Don't worry. Okay. I do not call. I tried to call my wife, my wife, mother once. And she, um, why just say, she said, no, why, why not just to be weird, to be funny. I don't know. I don't use that. That's, you didn't
1: mean it when you did it. It's no, weird. No.
0: I, I do have a, a, a former friend who did that called his wife, mommy. No. When the kids weren't around it. I was like, this dude stop. This is weird no. he Did for years and years long before Mike Pence. Um, but yeah,
1: I don't like that.
0: I don't, I don't like it either, but you know, I, yeah. Anyway, whatever. That's all different. I mean, podcasts, maybe. their
1: own. It's not actively hurting our country. No, it's to not. Do that, Whatever. It's fine. It is weird. Like we can say that that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's the same thing. Like Kamala Harris doesn't support our troops. She doesn't support this country. She is not a patriot because she is not saluting our troops as a civilian.
0: Yeah. Well, how do we even go back? Like, I so I think about our political history and and you hear stories about how you know in the early days they had duels. They would throw chairs during congressional sessions. I've and never
1: blah, blah, blah. heard of a political duel, ever.
0: <laughs> you need to watch Hamilton, bruh. Like, like I think about the the our tumultuous and turbulent political history. You know, you hear stories about you know the, the fist fights in the congressional halls, and we don't have that anymore. But what we have is mm-hmm. word fights. Like, is this just part of our makeup? We just see our opponent as our enemy, but then we can go back and not be their enemy. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I really don't. And it's really bothersome because I don't want to see anybody as my enemy. Sure. Unless they're like truly out to be my enemy and and harm me or someone around me. Like, sure. I guess that could be an enemy, but like, come on.
1: It's tricky because part of it is like just the way that our silly brains are, are wired. You know what I mean? Um, We are reptilian. We are. Yeah. Our silly little reptile brains don't. um, And when you really dig into it, when you get further and further into politics or into um, the news media, and so your career kind of depends on certain things like political arguments, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think you maybe lose the forest for the trees a little bit. or the trees for the forest. I don't really actually understand how that saying works, but you lose it no matter what um, because you, your livelihood depends on making sure that people are not getting along. I think it's on us individually going back to having the conversations and forcing these networks into a position where they have to be a little more careful because, and a little more conscientious of what we are doing. Because we're, we're telling them to, and we are their um, paychecks basically, you know, as their viewers.
0: Can we, can we roll back the 24 hour news cycle
1: somehow? No, absolutely not. So much money. I wish we could, but there's so much money in it.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I see that as a huge problem back from when I was in the TV newsroom, you know, it was We kept expanding like in a little local station, little top 40 market, but like in a local station in Southwest Michigan, we tried to expand our news coverage, you know, to, to this hour, to that hour, we have stuff on the weekends and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do I really need that much news coverage? Seriously. And, and I, I just, I mean, we don't, and that's been a problem for a long time, like as soon as we had to,
1: as
0: soon as we had to fill all those hours. Right. And that's, you know, when I look at, you know, like this, the shootings we've had recently, you call them mass shootings. I don't know what defines a mass shooting. If it's more than two people or if it's a certain number, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It is I don't, a
1: certain number. I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't, I don't pretend
0: number. to know. I look at like the Vegas shooting a few years ago. That's a mass shooting. Okay. Yeah. Eight people dead as eight too many. Okay. To be clear, eight too many. I don't know that mass shooting is the same thing as like the Vegas. I, I don't know. But I think thing. it
1: is. I think that you don't think it is because it's so common that now when you hear your, when you hear eight, you think, oh, well, I, a tragedy, but you know, luckily only eight. That's my thought. It's like,
0: sure. That's fine. I like, it, but it's still like, it's still, it still, it still bothers me deeply. I mean, it's still, oh yeah. Like this is, this is terrible. Now where I'm going with this is this though, that I've also seen news coverage this in recent weeks of like one person dead. And again, one person is too many, like, this is not okay. I look at a robbery that happens. Do I need to know about every single robbery, every single shooting, every single, everything. Cause then all I see is bad. All I see is bad. Yeah. And 24, seven news coverage does that to us. It. So it's bad enough that if it bleeds, it leads,
2: mm-hmm. right. That's a,
0: that's a saying that's happened for a long time, long before even TV. Um, but then when twenty twenty 24, seven news coverage, like that's all I see. And I'm, I try to curate my content intake to be less doom and gloom. Like it's important for sure. Yeah. Right. And every single loss of life, for instance, is a loss of life. It's a family. It's a, it's a big deal. It's their entire world. I get that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Do I need to see every single one of them? Right. Do I need to see every single news story that is, that is bad. And that's where I feel like our. News media machine has really done us wrong. Yeah, but and it's turned us into enemies.
1: I do want to push back a little bit on that no, idea you can't. because I'm right. <laughs> All right well, so We're you done. can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um yeah, So I, I do think it's important to talk about mass shootings because I think we need to know. It tells the story, yeah. like an embarrassing story about our country. We need to talk about it because we need to talk about. Are we gonna make a change on gun rights? Are we going to, you know, do our drugs? Are we going to, well, you know, what is the next step? I think that it is important. Do I think you need to know every single bad story? No. Do I think you need to know stories that are happening near you? Yes. Do I think that eight people being killed for the crime of being Asian needs to be a story that leads for a very long time? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and i and- somebody walking into a, a Boulder grocery store and shooting absolutely needs to be. Oh. We have to know. Now, what I remember specifically during the um, Boston, the hunt for the Boston bombers is I was actually in Michigan with you and CNN was running 24 hour news and they just off like and what you'll see behind me is yellow tape. Now that yellow tape is not quite an orange, but it does have. I mean, just the worst twenty-four hour yeah. footage, and that's not on CNN. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm calling out CNN because that's just what was on. Every single network was doing it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that, the kind and, of stuff that we don't need.
0: And that's where, like, I certainly am not downplaying the murder of eight people, six of which were you know, Asian descent, and so clearly a hate crime. Yeah, like, and and but my thing is on top of those big stories that do need to have national attention and discussions because it does affect all of us. On top mm-hmm. of that is every other bad story and it's like wait a minute. And then and then on top of all of that like that's just the violence side of it, right? Yeah. On top of all of that is the then demonization and dehumanization dehumanization of our political opponents. That's where this whole discussion has come into play, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're like, way off track. We're yeah, off yeah. track. That's all
0: right though. But but see these uh, but we're off track, but gosh, I love these discussions because this is what my America should be. Yeah. Right. And the big thing, <laughs> I mean, our show, but also our country, like having these discussions and being able to do it without calling names or whatever. Yeah. But like the, the, the demonization of our political opponents then on top of all of that, mm-hmm. because we're already primed for negative news. And then we see, you know, our, our echo chamber telling us that the vice president who happens to be Democrat, isn't saluting well, she must be a communist. And like, for Pete's sake, man, whoever Pete is, for his sake, stop it. (laughs) judge, for Pete
1: judge's sake, let's all stop.
0: So, yeah, I I just, I don't, I don't, I, oh, the enemy thing just, it's really weighing on me lately a lot. I just, I don't Mm want to see my political opponent as my enemy. And I'm trying to do that even personally when someone disagrees with me, do I just out of hand dismiss them or do I stop and listen and go, okay, hold on. I can disagree, but I can also listen.
1: I think it's important to listen for sure. Yeah.
0: But how do but, I do that? I, Damn it, Kim. do
1: I do? Don't I, do? I don't know. Solve my problems. Know. Okay, sure. Here it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> it. I think it's very important to listen. But I think also, as we were talking about, where do you spend your energy? Are you going to be listened to? And in that case, then let's have a conversation. If you're not going to be listened, if you're not going to be shown the respect of being listened to, then why take the time and energy and all of that when you could be putting that towards something Mm -hmm. else that achieves the same goal, which is you know educating and and unifying and all that, but achieves it in a way that is possible versus like just talking to a brick wall.
0: I have people in my
1: life that I love very much that I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall when Mm -hmm. we talk. So I just. We just don't talk about it.
0: Isn't it important to lead by example though, too? Depend- again, de- situation depending, I suppose, right? Because when, you- when you said, if you're not, not going to give me the respect of listening to me, why should I listen to you? And that just feels like a, well, you started it. Yeah. nah, Right? Yeah,
1: that's true. Well, I don't know. was only time for 19 years, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess, I mean, is that like where, again, I guess, and it's a situation by situation decision. That's a personal decision. Yeah. You know, it- I-, I hear what you're saying. If, if there's no chance of even discussing, why even try? I get it. I also try to somewhat lead by example and say, okay, I'm going to listen. Great. Thank you for telling me that story. And then show empathy and show understanding and say, and have you thought of it this way also?
1: Well, now, not, yeah, not that, every time, like, uh, yes, but what I'm saying is like, I guess I, like what I'm talking about is the next step,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Yeah. If after you're taking in what they've said and then said, have you thought about it this way? Then their answer is no. And I won't. Okay. Good luck.
0: Yeah, that's fair. How do you walk? Back that's not from great.
1: That? That's not great.
0: How do you even walk back from that? Right? Like I've, I've got people in my life. So let's say for instance, the pandemic that we've talked about before. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You got people in your life who, you know, don't believe that it's, important or real or whatever um Mm -hmm. and and six months from now a year from now when more people have been vaccinated maybe we're being able to go maskless we're back to some kind of sort of like normal life again how do you go back to being close to them and trusting them when you saw them being not compassionate not understanding falling victim to conspiracy theories
1: I don't know it's something I've asked myself a lot about a couple different people, and I, I I don't know because it feels like well, I saw you like I see you now, right, yeah,
0: and that's what bothers me so much about the like for instance, in my circle the the Christian people that I know that like I used to go to church with, and now I see them like basically poking fun at like I saw one the other day a, a meme or of whatever an image that was shared that said uh something to the effect of how will we know if the vaccines are effective? Are we going to go from a 98.7% survival rate to 98.8? And I was like, wait, so you're going to basically make fun of 550,000 dead right now in our country in one year. Yeah. Right. Like that's more than, than almost every war we've ever fought. And yet you'll go to DC and look at the memorials and more in the loss of our, of our, of our military lives, which we should. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you're gonna look at this and go, nah, I'm just gonna make fun of it really 550,000 families that have lost someone and it could have been much less.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So like it did
1: not have to be like this.
0: Right. And, and, and then you're, and then you're going to turn around on a, on a, on a Sunday and talk about the love of God, but you just did this. Like how, how does <laughs> now thank goodness that God accepts hypocrites. Cause I'm a hypocrite too. <laughs> I don't, I, I get a lot wrong. But I just, you're telling me, Hey,
1: Hey,
0: you know, how do you I, go, how do you go back from that? Right? Like, how do, how do, how do I not look at somebody like that as my enemy and go, okay, you fell short here. Cool. Can you at least be a loving individual somehow? I don't know.
1: I really don't know. I, I truly don't. I, I want to believe that that's in there somewhere, but I think what we're, see, you know, in a situation like that, it's like, okay, so you're, you love your bubble. Like, and, and then that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's something I've struggled with and tr- tried to figure out. And, I, you know,
0: it, it's
1: hard because you want to love your people, but, yeah. you know, and you can love them and they're, I don't know. I, I mean, you have to love them and their faults and yeah. try and push them a little bit.
0: It, it kind of, it, it reminds me of like the whole, the idea of, of being pro-life and yet pro-death penalty yeah and i I cannot wrap my head around that at all. I can't yeah. if you love if you truly love life, great, then we need to abolish things like the death penalty mm-hmm. and maybe I don't know have something like you know universal health care that helps us all live Yeah. Because you ain't yeah anyway, gosh, I sound like you,
1: you welcome I did it. you're welcome everybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> said you're my nothing- enemy, damn it, come on. <laughs>
1: I've said nothing of substance this entire episode. Just gone back and forth the entire time. <laughs> nothing right. I've said has been uh has had a point. And that's, I just want to make sure okay. people know that.
2: That's okay. <laughs> that
1: <though>. I know. <laughs> Cuz I but... don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I think it's on it's an individual thing. It's on all of us. And unfortunately, the people that are currently the biggest culprits of this are not going to take it on because they don't think that they bear any personal responsibility for This mess.
0: And and I I, I've heard this statement said recently too. When we talk about this and and like, but they're not your enemy. And they're like, well, the left spent four years making me their their enemy. No, we didn't. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. First of all, again, it goes back to well, you started it. Like, can we just (laughs) can we all just pause for a moment here and commit to like listening to each other? Can we can we start that now? Maybe we couldn't four years ago over the last four years and and Okay. My bad for dismissing you and your support of that, of that, that former president. Cool. Yeah. My apologies. Can we start now? Because here's the thing. I don't think that everything our current president does is perfect by any means. That's fine. That's Cause you're not a Patriot like me. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it, so I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, f- a fan. Like I wasn't a, a fan. I'm just. You're I'm not supposed
1: to be a fan. <laughs> right. Right. This is, this is, Anyway. I'm not a fan either. I'm a Kamala Stan, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> That's not what this is. That's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I feel like the lady in the in the, um, I don't even remember what brand it was. So it's obviously not a good commercial, but the commercial when um, it's like the two old ladies and she's like, this is my Facebook. And she's just pointing to a wall with a bunch of different people on it. Yeah. And, she, and uh, the other person's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know what that commercial is either, but I, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it.
1: That's how we know it's a bad commercial.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not how any of this works. I mean, anyway, I'm just so I'm tired of the the, the demonization and the dehumanization of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, and it's tough. Because I, I don't feel like in some areas, I can't even disagree with somebody. Like, here, here's the thing. I, I, I had a discussion the other day with a, a good friend of mine, and we disagreed on some stuff and got kind of like passionate about our disagreements. But at the, at the end of it all, he said to me, you know, I really appreciate our conversations. You, you, you push me, you teach me, and, and you listen to me. Thank you. And I was like, dude, the Same. Like you stretch, you stretch me, you challenge me. I appreciate your your perspective, your experience means something to me. Thank you for that. Yeah. And that's what what seems to be missing in so much of what we do today. Um, and besides the news media, I think a big part of it is this the social media side of things, right? Like we get mm-hmm. so wrapped up in comments that we don't even listen. I I recognize the other day that a friend of mine that I grew up with, on friend of me on Facebook, I can only assume. Why? He never told. He never told me why. But like, I can see his posts, and we disagree on some stuff. And I can only guess why. Yeah. But instead of having that conversation with me, this friend that I just described, uh, we're still friends on Facebook. He doesn't interact with much of my stuff because he doesn't agree with it. Okay. Yeah. But we can have a conversation, and still love yeah. each other.
1: That's the most important thing. You can have heated discussions. You can have big debates. There has to be a mutual level of respect and you have to go in with the, um, purpose of listening.
0: Yep. I'm a really winning. good, I'm really good at debating.
1: That's what you think. I'm really good at debating.
0: I'm kind of a master of it.
1: Oh God. Okay. okay I'll well, stop.
0: So <laughs> I, I sometimes am just a really immature, ridiculous 12 year old moron. He started
1: sorry. the, he started this conversation with a joke that didn't get recorded. And I think that's for the best.
0: That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I wish, I wish we could have those, those discussions with people and, and have them respectfully even get riled up. So here's, here's the last, I think the last thing, maybe that I'll, that I'll say, <laughs> maybe it's not, we'll see. We'll see. Oh,
1: it's, it's our <laughs> podcast,
0: whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Um,
1: I love having these conversations and having, you know, debates with people and stuff. If, as long as I feel like I'm being listened to. Right. I feel like I'm not being listened to. Then it's like, this sucks. This isn't fun.
0: And that's, and that's the, the maybe the, my last point here is, is I want to be listened to it's relationship currency. Okay. That's, that's what I'm calling it in my head. Here's the thing, especially, especially in social media right now, I will notice someone weigh in on something that I'll post and they haven't said hi to me in a long time. They haven't hit the like button on something else I'll share a photo of my kid's snake or something else. And, and like no interaction. And then out mm. of nowhere, they'll jump in and argue. Not yeah. even just say, hey, interesting. Have you thought about it this way? They'll just jump in and argue. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're not going to spend time pouring into this relationship, but you're going to come in and tell me how wrong I am.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I and was that, thinking about that the yeah. other day because somebody posted – or on election day, I I posted a picture of myself in a Biden-Harris sweatshirt. Um, I didn't say anything about who to vote for, like how I voted or anything in the uh, post. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. (laughs) The last four years of post made it pretty clear where I was voting, but um, I just had my sweatshirt on and I was in in front of a sign that said, are you registered to vote? And said, you know, I hope you vote. And somebody who I I genuinely love, commented just to like go trump. Now, okay, Except that like you said. You don't really interact with my posts in in person, you know, I I love this person and I know that she loves me and we have a great um friendship, but you haven't you never comment on stuff, you never like my posts. So you can't kind of come in and just do that. Go Trump 2020, 20 you know whatever. Then I'm going to be upset. So I commented back like, "Listen, just like, I know how you voted. You know how I voted. Can't we just love each other and not do this? Right. Like this. And and literally said, this isn't Facebook. <laughs> because, you know, that's not really the point of Instagram, even though they're owned by the same company. But <laughs> yeah. still, it's like you, a relationship currency is a great way to put it. You haven't added anything to it. So then you, you can't like withdraw.
0: Right.
1: Can't make a withdrawal if you haven't deposited
0: Yeah, exactly. So there you go. My political opponent is not my enemy. Yeah. I'd love to be able to get back to those discussions with people in general and, you know, have genuine, even debates is fine.
1: I love having a debate, like a fair debate where you're adding and I'm adding because that is the point. That's the point of politics. That's the point of this country. We are this like great experiment. And if you are supposed to be an experiment, but you're only letting one scientist run the show, you're not getting the best results. What we need to be is a country of like leaders and citizens who want the best for this nation. And so we're going to have friendly and respectful debates about like, here is our end goal. Our end goal is to have best students coming out of elementary school i think we should do this you think we should do this let's talk about it let's talk about why it doesn't work why it does work and then at the end we're probably going to come out with something that gives us the best kids coming out of elementary
0: that's the hope right
1: that i mean that 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 is what we should be doing that's not what we're doing obviously that's like this magical world that doesn't exist (laughs) but you know that should As be the goal. That it should be what's happening in Congress. I want fewer deaths by gun. Okay, how do we do this? How do we accomplish this goal? I think we should have background checks. Well, no, because what about uh, this and that? And then let's let's have a, a fair debate where the end goal is a better nation.
0: And I I think that a part of that too is to somehow, again, a magical world here take away the power of of headlines,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because we get caught up in mottos. We get caught up in terms that maybe aren't helpful, right? Um, and one, one I can think of is I, I used to have a friend who we would talk about guns and he would talk about how, well, these idiots use the term assault weapon. And just, I mean, <laughs> this pen can be assault an assault weapon. So that's just that's just not helpful. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What does that mean, right? And you've got, you know, assault rifles. Well, is that a really a thing or is it not? Because any rifle can be an assault rifle because you can just yeah. you can kill with it. And so taking some of the emotion out of it and having real discussions about, okay, semi-automatic is not evil, right? That means that you're not, it's not a pump action or a flint lock. Semi-automatic is almost every gun out there. So a semi-automatic assault rifle sounds scary, but in all reality, 22 caliber rifle that you use to hunt squirrels with is that sure. Right. And so we have to talk about instead things like, you know, military grade or other things that, you know, high capacity magazines, we can talk about that because the more rounds you have, the easier it is to just kill at will. Yeah. And so there's things like that where those discussions need to be had, but start to take away the power of headlines and take some of the emotion out of it. There's going to be emotion. I get it but be able to have real discussions and real debates and and yeah, come at it from an understanding point of view. What is our end goal, right? A more perfect union, safer streets or whatever. Like,
2: anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't understand. So much. It's also (laughs) so interesting to me too, to hear people you know, there is a motion to it on both sides. So obviously right now, guns are a very hot topic because Congress is pretending, pretending like they're going to debate them. Obviously they're not. We know that there's not going to be any change because Joe Manchin runs the Senate now because they won't get rid of the filibuster. But on one side of the, the debate, we want fewer deaths. We want a safer country. We want to be able to go into a movie theater and a grocery store and a place of worship and a school and, 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 and all these places the safety has been taken away from us. On the other side, they are also emotional. They're emotional about the fact that like some people think AR stands for assault rifle. That's that's wrong. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, why is that where your emotions lie? What are you so afraid of? Where why are you so afraid of having a little bit of regulation over something like like really dig down into that. You have misinterpreted the second amendment and also ignored all the other amendments and like the preamble, (laughs) which says, you know, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All of that foregone for the second amendment. And also so many of these um, people that are on that side, I kind of want to be like, listen, you're not even in the constitution. You're a woman. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: That's where you are today. Huh?
1: <laughs> I just don't really understand where their emotion lies in it. Like what, what they're emotional about, because it's, not, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard not to see them as the enemy. I, also, this is, uh, again, doesn't have anything to do with anything, but, and actually is totally op- the opposite, I guess, of what we're talking about. But um, or maybe it's not, but like one way that we can stop making somebody the enemy and instead be the opposition is, uh, we don't need to make fun of how they look.
2: Hmm. We don't
1: need to bring looks into it. Donald Trump, lots of things that we can talk about before we get to looks. Um, As we record this, so it'll be a little bit afterwards, so you probably won't even remember what picture I'm talking about because there will be another one, I'm sure. There's a picture of Ted Cruz that the GOP decided was like a great picture of him. He's at the border. It does, he doesn't look great in it. A lot, to, a lot to complain about Ted Cruz before we get to looks. Yeah. We can leave that out of it. That doesn't have to, we don't have to body shame or anything like that. Is his haircut ridiculous? Absolutely it is. Is his beard the worst beard? Top 10 for sure. <laughs> is he a bad person who genuinely is out to harm our nation in my eyes, at least? Absolutely. Does he not even like himself? Yeah, he said so. <laughs> he said, "If you want to get a beer with someone, I'm probably not that person." Like he knows, he just he knows his whole deal. Uh, there are a lot of things to to get at before we get to Lux, and I think that that's something that would be really helpful because, you know, now you're just picking on something that doesn't have anything to do with anything.
0: That's fair, and I th- and I think that, you know, th- that makes me think of, you know, we put so much stock in like comedians and late night and other is the word pundit i don't know um talking heads right like we put yeah. so much stock in that and they're you know late night they're gonna make you know stephen colbert love watching this stuff he's gonna make fun of ted cruz's looks that's his shtick right that's a comedian's thing is to make fun totally we need to be able to say okay look have these discussions without that right so i i appreciate you saying that that's a good that's a really good point
1: thanks I just was thinking just because like a tweet just popped up to be like, did the GOP think this was a, or does Ted Cruz think this is a good picture? I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. He's down there at the border trying to look at ways that we can continue to keep families separated and not be a nation of immigrants. What do you want? I don't care about the fact that he looks like an idiot in it. It's not a great, he looks like he's doing a little bit of Heil Hitler in it. Maybe that's what we should focus on. That's just the angle. He's not, it's the angle, but like his arm his hand. That's what it all looks like.
0: Yeah. We've seen some of that lately and that's, that's troublesome.
1: Yeah. And just like no thought behind it. They just do it.
0: Yeah. God. So there you go. Your political opponent doesn't have to necessarily be your enemy. Let's get back to some civil discourse, even passionate discussions. Um, But let's move this country forward rather than backward. Yeah.
1: They might suck, but I guess they're not your enemy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes they certainly act like it. And maybe that's another discussion of when do they become your enemy, right? Like when are they really, truly out to get you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and that's going to be somewhat subjective because I know I can hear that from both sides of the aisle as a kind of a centrist. I can hear from both sides of the, of, of the the spectrum of they're just out to get me. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know personally how to, de- how to decide, but anyway. Uh, it's nice being in the middle. So I don't have to take sides that way.
1: Oh, it's nice being on the left because I'm on the right side, at least the (laughs) correct side.
0: I mean, I'm left-handed, which means I'm always in my right mind. So if you're on the left politically, does that follow the same thing? Uh, so listen, Kim, that was, uh, that was fun. I hope, uh, both of our listeners got out of something out of it, which by the way, if you're still listening, um, we, I I did get a a third interaction this week from somebody who listened, uh, his name's Dan Protzko. and Dan, thank you for listening. Um, I love the conversation about, you know, cancel culture that that he shared with me and just the fact that like, yeah, people are talking about this stuff. So I hope that our episodes are helping foster some discussion and some thought. So yeah, me too. There you go. And by the way, Dan, you can go leave a review somewhere not just send me a personal email, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh uh, hey he's the third dan to be involved Uh, oh that's exciting this is the dan show it's me of course
1: yeah of course i mean it's just me kim kardashian we're the only two kims that are involved in the show she loves the show
0: i don't even know what I, i i don't even know what to say about that
1: we could do a whole episode on kim kardashian i have thoughts on the kardashians
0: i used to but then i realized that i don't know them so i don't care
1: Oh, I don't know them either, to be really clear about that.
0: But yeah, well, I, I say that like tongue in cheek, but also because I realized that some of my assumptions or thoughts probably were based on misinformation or whatever. And so at the end of the day, I haven't watched one of their shows. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. I, I know nothing. So I have no opinion. You don't keep up? No, never <laughs> have. So probably ought to not say anything about them because I don't know. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
2: great <laughs> uh, but if you
0: want to talk star trek i am uh, deeply entrenched in that right now and if you do you can hit me up on twitter at dan moyle or instagram at dan moyle
1: nice way to go um if you want to talk parks and rec you can talk to me about the kardashians we can talk about our opinions but i don't watch the show but if you want to watch, if you want to watch uh you, you have parks all the rec, opinions uh yeah of course <laughs> do what i can um at kim Moffitt on instagram and twitter
0: And the show is at MyAmericaPod on Instagram and Twitter and MyAmericaPod at gmail.com to send us an email and uh, do some chatting. So, uh, yeah, get out there and make some uh, Mm non-enemies, even if they are on the opposite side. Let's bring our country back to having discussions and moving our, our beautiful nation forward. So there you go.
1: Yes, please.